welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. That's right, which is primarily metal music and live music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, joined with your other host. Karen. And Karen, what is the episode topic about this time? <laughs> this <laughs> topic is, this time. Well, this is the Corey Taylor uh, CMF2 tour. Yeah, this was part of his CMF2 tour uh, with Wargasm and Oxymorons. We saw this here at the Riviera uh, Theater here in Chicago. $45 for the ticket price. $16.47 in fees, and then $6.23 in tax um, overall. This was our second time at the Riviera, I believe. Possibly, yes. The first time was Amina Marth. Yes. And that was a few years ago, 2018, 2019? 2018, probably. 20, yeah, 2018, 2019 time frame. I can't remember. And they were with Arch Enemy at the time, I think. Yes, I think so. I don't remember who else was there, but there were definitely other people there, too. Yeah. They had other bands. I can't remember, though, but yeah. I remember liking the Riviera a lot that time we were there. It's like an old, rundown sort of theater. Yeah, very rundown, yeah. Um, This time, though, we went in, and it was much smaller than I remember it being. I don't know if you remember what it was back back then, or if you had an impression going in. No, I don't, I don't remember, you know, five years ago what I thought it was. Yeah. I know there was a balcony. I think we went up there for the balcony for a little bit. At least, I feel like we did, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. So I don't know. But yeah. we didn't this time. We didn't go up there at all. We didn't this time. We didn't have balcony tickets. We just had the general GA tickets. Um, well, I don't know if you could have went up there. Well, I did ask. Oh, did you? I, yeah, because oh. you went to the bathroom and I asked the guy, like, can I go up there and just look around? He's like, hey, you have to have a ticket. Oh. oh. Okay. Um, this is much like the Vic here in Chicago where it has sort of that step-down approach and then each level sort of there's like a railing. Yeah. Separating that between each. For the floor. For the floor. Yeah, yes, not for the, the balcony. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. kind of went from balcony to the floor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, bathrooms are in the basement. Um, ours were being renovated. It looked like or next to be renovated, but it was kind of run down down yeah. there for the bathrooms. The women's is renovated now, so they're really nice actually for uh, old theater ba- bathrooms. That's what you were saying. You're saying like there were plenty of stalls. Um, yep. You didn't have to wait really at all. No, never. I never had to wait. Yeah. So I don't know. Interesting. Um, I do like this theater a lot. There's a lot of characteristics around like the facade because it is one of those older theaters for sure. And just the characteristics, the the rundown sort of feel to it. It is owned by the same company that owns the Vic, too, yep. I believe. So, I don't know. I really like it. Just a lot of character. I really like these theaters that have that kind of character to it. Yeah. yeah. It gives a little bit of more of a feel of old, I don't know, just the old character. Yeah. Like they were saying. And like when you walk in there, they even have the old ticket booth. That's right. That's where we had to get our tickets yeah. from because we did will call tickets. Yeah. Um, and then they, they also had a separate line for radio tickets. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that was about. So Yeah, I don't either. It sounded like they were giving away free tickets on the radio would be my guess. Yeah, um, possibly. And they were probably giving away a lot of tickets because there was really nobody here for this show, no. which was very disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing. I wonder what else was going on. I mean, so the night before we were at Disturbed. Yeah. The very next night, out in Tenley Park. The very next night in Tenley Park also... Was Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Yeah. Corey Taylor, the night before, the night of the Disturbed, was in Milwaukee playing at the Rave. So, there's a lot going on, especially in this area. People have to pick and choose what they're going to go yeah. to. Not everybody can go to three shows in a row. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the people who were probably in Milwaukee or the North, North Burbs, who would have come down to Chicago for this, didn't have to, because in, in their backyard was the Rave. Which, the pictures I saw, that crowd looked really nice. It was really big. Um, was it in the ballroom? 
I think it was. Oh, okay. I didn't look at any pictures from there, that show, but. but I can't remember honestly. I, I just it looked like it was a very dense crowd, um, which this one, as we said, kind of sparse. Yeah. yeah. It, it fell wasn't. out toward the end of the night, but it was still very sparse. It was very sparse. I mean, yeah, like maybe if you're at the Vic, you would feel even more densely crowded. Not crowded. That's not even the right word. Because even in the Vic, it probably wouldn't been crowded. But yeah, it wasn't. Not very many people are there. But I get what you're saying. Like with disturbed. Rob Zombie, and then Corey Taylor in the middle of them. You know, people can't just go to every single show. Exactly. And, I mean, out in Tenley Park, those tickets aren't cheap. So if you're going to see those two acts, you're going to pay a, quite a bit. Unless you're in the lawn, of course. That's yeah. I think you can get, like, lawn tickets for 25 sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I, I I assume that's what played into so, sort of the tickets being. Possibly. Or, sorry, not tickets. The crowd being a little sparse. Possibly, yeah. Um. What else about the venue do you want to bring up before diving into the bands, I guess? Um, when you walk in the doors, there's like um, a bar or two bars on each side, maybe. Um, and then the merch is behind that, like on that hallway before you go into the ballroom. Yeah, or I guess I'm calling it, say, ballroom, but into the, the main, main floor theater. area. Yeah, main floor area. Yeah, and you kind of enter through the back. That's right. There there are like, there were plenty of bars for sure. Um, and then the merch tables. Oh, I only remember sure. the two bars. So there was, a, there was one close to the door, and then there were the two, I think, on the either side. But there were, like, longer bars also. Oh, okay. And maybe the one I'm thinking of was actually attached to the other one. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see that area right there if it was busy, because I didn't like it. It's it, very um, closed off, because it's, like, a walkway. But also, people are going into the theater, or the... Not, sorry, I'm saying all the wrong words. <laughs> like, onto the floor, but also the bars are there, and the merch is there. And it's just, I could see if it was busy, it could get very... That's a fair Cluster. point. It wasn't busy, so we didn't really have that, but it could definitely become like a bottleneck for sure because yeah. because the two bars or the three bars or how many other bars there were right there were right there. And same with the merch. And if you're just waiting in line, you're kind of you have to go through all of that to get through the door. Yeah, um, and like the line, I could just see the lines not being well defined. Or yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm glad it wasn't busy. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think about that, but that's a good point for sure. Um. But yeah, this also was supposed to be at 7.30, I think, originally. And they oh, okay. lowered the time in terms of when it started. I can't remember if it was 7 or 6.30. I think it was... 6.30. 6. When did, the, when, did the, when did the show start? Oh, I don't know. I, know si- I can't remember. I can't Sorry, remember. Sorry, it's been a week and a half since we saw the show. Probably. Yeah, I know it got bumped back. So yeah. it was like 7.30 and it was either 7 or 6. But it, it got bumped earlier. Um. So yeah, by the time we got in, got our merch, got a beer, um, Oxymorons, I think, had just started, and we kind of walked in, and that's when you noticed, like, the crowd was, there was no crowd, so we, like, basically walked up, and we were one or two from the rail, basically. Yeah, we were really close. Um, and, yeah, it was a good show. We had seen the Oxymorons before. At Upheaval. Yeah, at the lookout stage. Yes, yep. And I remember really liking their sound and their energy when we saw them there. And same thing here. We saw them here, and it was great energy, great sound. I, I like them a lot. I don't know what your your thoughts were. I like them. Um, a little rappy for what I like, but um, I, I, I mean, it's fine. It's not something I'm going to seek out by any means. Okay. But in, in terms of seek fine. out, you mean like the music or live or both? I mean, if they come around again, they're at a concert we're going to, I'll go see them, but... It's not, like, I'm not going to be searching on Spotify, like, let me listen to Oxymorons. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, It's just not the music I'm really into. Fair. So. That's fair, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely a, a, a punk and rap sort of infused sound with some metal aspects yeah. in there too. Yeah. Um, it's different. It's unique. I like it a lot. Um, the there was definitely a lot of crowd banter too. Yeah, yeah. In between like every song. Yeah. Um, and crowd banter for me is hit and miss. I do enjoy some of it. I don't enjoy a lot of it, and there was a lot of it here. And you didn't enjoy it this time. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh, this okay. Time. I liked their crowd banter a lot, like just how they were communicating with the crowd and talking about everything. And, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I really enjoyed too. Is the normally a lot of crowd banter I'm not a fan of, but this one I really enjoyed because a they were funny as fuck. They were genuine. Like it didn't come off as like fake. I have to put on a show type thing. It was like yeah. we're just fucking around. Like there's one part where they get a phone call in the middle. Like yeah. his watch just starts buzzing, yeah. and they answer it and like. Yeah. Oh shit! Uh, well, I'm gonna hang up now. And it's like, oh fuck! If that was mom, she's gonna be pissed. I don't know. It was it was good crowd banter. Yeah, it almost doesn't seem like because sometimes at, with crowd banter, you can tell that they do the same thing at every single show. Some of these probably were said at multiple shows, like how they spell their name and like stuff like that. But a lot of it, I think, was for this show only like the watch i mean obviously that's not gonna happen well, unless yeah. you have somebody call you, call you every, every, time. every every show <laughs> but um then there was like he had his little elixir um that he oh, was that's drinking right. he was like he had like a throat thing going yeah. on so he had like a a tea that he had like made. a turmeric lemon tea yeah. thing yeah and i mean i remember randy talking about that a few years ago on instagram so i was like oh it's like what randy from oh Lamb of god drinks before it shows because you tapped me about that and i thought you were saying that your grandmother used to oh make no that. no randy <laughs> gotcha okay yeah. um so i mean it helps your vocal cords and stuff yep, like yep. just loosen everything up but um and like so he was like oh yeah i drink out of a sippy cup which is I mean, to me, it's just like, I mean, I have one. It's just like a yeah um, sip bottle thing. But yeah, there was something like, like yeah, sippy cups are manly. Yeah. Of course, I drink from a sippy cup. Yeah. And then, like, somebody in the crowd was like, yeah, they are manly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was fun banter, and I just, um, that was, I mean, they put on a good performance. And yes. it was, like, 45 minutes for an opener, which was... It was a decent a set for sure. Longer yeah, than what you would expect for an opener. I guess yeah. Let's talk about that. We didn't go into the set list at all. Um, we just dove right into it. Let me pull up their set list. This is from the next night because it's not on set list FM for Chicago. It's possible that it might be a little different, but this is uh, the set list they had for that night. Uh, why, why don't you read it off? Sure. Uh, so they started with Enemy, followed by Green Vision, Graveyard Words, Head for the Hills. Definition, Millennium Punk, Insomnia, Look Alive, and then they ended with Justice. So yeah, while this is from the night before, I do think that sounds very familiar does, from yeah. what we heard. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I, mean, I don't know their songs that well, but yeah. just from what we heard, I think that's right. And kind of going back to crowd banter, and you mentioned it earlier, the, the crowd banter around uh, the name. Their yeah. name is Oxymorons with two R's. And they give a whole spiel about why it's with two R's. Why don't you tell us about that? So there's a band in Germany. Uh, so hopefully I get this right. There's a band in Germany that was active in the 70s. That's what I remember. They yep. haven't been active for a very long time. So the story they told was that they. With the same name. With Oxymoron. the same name. Oxymoron, but spelled O-X-Y-M-O-R-O-N-S. That's what I took from it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They, the story that they told was that they called this band or called 
the a representative or reach out to him. Yeah, yeah, reach out to him, and was like, "Hey, can we use the name because you guys haven't been active since the seventies, basically?" And they were like, "Uh, yeah, for twenty five thousand dollars, right? You yeah, can right. have our name or have like the rights to the name or whatever." And they're like. No, <laughs> we don't have twenty five grand, yeah. and we wouldn't pay you that for a name. Right, right. So they added the extra R because R's are fucking free. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> they said it way more funnier and better than I did, but. But yeah, no, that's basically it. Yeah. The gist, and then they had like the crowd chant, "R's are free," something like that, right? Uh, no, it was. I thought it was R's are free. Oxymorons with two R's. Or something. Because ours are free. Because ours are free. Maybe. Something along those lines. It's Maybe. been a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, it's been like a week and a half. But it was a cool little danger. Anyways, he like, yeah. Uh, he gets up on the mic and he's like, says it very quietly. Like, I want you to shout. I want you to say ours are free. And he says it very, very quietly. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to say it very quietly. But then he follows it up with, but shout it. We did that the other night and the crowd just whispered it. And like, <laughs> all right, you guys weren't following. Like, you did what I asked, but I wanted it. To be shouted. So, yeah, I mean, again, great banter. Like I said, the sound was awesome. The stage performance was awesome. And it just wasn't the two vocalists, like, back and forth. But the banter, you had the drummer doing shit. You had the guitar player, like, doing banter and shit as well. Everybody was getting into it. Everybody was having a fun time. And there's one point toward the end even where they're like, there's not many of you here. You're getting the same goddamn performance you get regardless of how many people are here. Um we're going to do everything. We're going to have fun. Like this part was they turned down their backlights and they have the fans oh, right. turn on their cell phone lights to light up the stage. Yeah. And I think that's where they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's, it might be dark when we play this, but whatever, you're getting the same goddamn performance regardless of how many people are here, which is awesome. We say that a lot about bands where there's some bands that seem like they can only perform in front of a large crowd. And if they start to get like a little crowd or starting to have like, People issues not, backstage yeah. or like, people not singing along or people not cheering loud enough or whatever. They, they get like in a pissy fit yeah. and this band oxymorons are just like, fuck it. We're going to have fun regardless of how many people are here. We're having fun. So that's all that matters. Like yeah. we're having fun. You're having fun. We're going to feed off each other. Let's go. Let's go have fun. Right. So I, I, I love that so much. The end of the set, even with like the, little bit of crowd started leaving but the two singers came down and were like fist bumping along the rail yeah and even in between all the rest of the night they were back by the merch table drinking yep. beers hanging out with people chatting yep. up with people it, it was awesome to see um they clearly love what they're doing they love their fans and they're they're having a blast and i, I loved it it was so good yeah yeah me too i, I mean i didn't love it but i like their interaction with people yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm a little different. I thought that was great. Um, I mean, you you thought it was great too, but I yeah. I was a bigger fan of it than like the music. But yeah, I I can't say enough good things about about this performance. I thought it was great, and I don't know anything else you want to pull in real quick before jumping to uh, the next next set. I guess the only thing is that they did bring up to purchase merch because that's a big thing with bands, yeah. especially opening bands. Um, they didn't really push it like, hey, better buy merch from us. But it was more like, hey, we have merch. Like, it helps us a lot. So, you know, that's one thing. Yeah, that was. I was going to go get like a t shirt or something from them. But I like tour shirts. I don't, yeah. I'm, I've kind of gotten away from buying just band shirts. I want like a tour shirt. 
Um, I didn't see any of them having tour no. shirts. So. No, I think they just had their or their shirts. And a lot of bands do that, and it's sort of a complaint I have. Even like headliners, they'll have a bunch of shirts that are just normal shirts without the dates and everything. And I want yeah. the dates. So if I'll have like one shirt that has the dates, I'm like, I guess I'm getting that shirt, even though I don't like the art on it. That's the one that has the dates. Um, I get it, I guess, from an opener standpoint. Like, you need these for the next tour you do. You can't just pump out a bunch of shirts that might not sell. Yeah. So I get that. I hope they, their first, I think they said their EP was coming out here soon or their first album. I can't remember what it was, but they have new music coming out real soon. And do they not have an album out? They might the just have a bunch have? of singles or oh, something. Okay. Interesting. Um, I don't know their catalog at all. So. Or a few EPs and this was their first album. I, I don't know the catalog that well either. Um, we've only really listened to them live the two times we've seen them. Same thing. I haven't listened to them really on Spotify unless it comes up on the playlist. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I get from an opener that you, you, you can't just pump a bunch of shirts with dates and everything that might not sell. And hopefully they keep growing and becoming good, especially with their crowd interaction that they're doing and, you know, trying to build up the community around them. Hopefully they can come back and headline a tour, be higher on the bill. And at that point, maybe they can, you know, if you're touring as the headliner, then sure, you're probably going to have your own shirt with the tour on it. Which Pick one up and that's going to be awesome, I think. So then, yeah, after Oxymorons, we get Wargasm, a band we've seen two times this year that we just discovered this year, too, um, with the Bloodywood tour. They were the second opener there, too. Was it? Were they the second? Yeah, Vended Them. Vended Them, them, yeah. 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 It was interesting. So... We did a whole fa- a whole six 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 I think on like vended and slipknot or kind of like oh, I can't remember if we did that we we did a whole episode a on whole episode on bloodywood and vended and wargasm were okay. heavily in that episode too. okay so we talked about though that like a lot of people don't like vended because they say that yeah that we've heard people say that yeah, before yeah. yeah so it was one thing that I noticed was that. Orgasm was with Vended, and now they're with Corey Taylor. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I haven't seen anybody like go on that train of, oh, of course that's why they're yeah yeah touring with them or whatever. But it was just something I noticed. I do know Corey's like a big punky kind of fan. Also, like I was reading an interview with him or an IMA he did, and he's like, yeah, I I'm a big punk kid. I like watching punk oh. music, and that's that where makes I grew sense up why they were up. there then. And they're definitely a punky band. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Orgasm from the UK. Uh, why don't you lead off with their set, even though it's basically the same set we've already seen. Yeah, yeah, sure. They started with Super Fiend, followed by Drildo, Do It So Good, Rage All Over, Selma Hayek, Pyro Pyro, Buckstar, Backyard Bastards, Lap Dance, Spit, and then they ended with Fuel, which is Metallica cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Well, they didn't play the whole song of Fuel. They did not play the whole song. They did this with um, Bloodywood too. Bloodywood at the second show we saw yeah. Sagot, Saget, Illinois, Saget, or yeah. wherever it is. Yeah. Pops something. Yeah, whatever. I can't remember the name of it. It's a cool venue. Um, go check out that episode if you're interested. Um, but I don't think they did it at the Metro the night before we saw them. But they teased it at that second show, and they just played a little bit of it to end, and then like boom, we're done. Yeah. Uh, also to note, this set list is from Indianapolis a couple nights later. Not the one we saw because that list isn't updated but I properly. I think this was right. I think so too. Yeah, it seems about right. If I remember right. So, um, But we hadn't seen them, as I said, twice already. We kind of knew what we were expecting yeah. when we get in. 
There was one part I forgot about until it started, and it's the, let's do a circle pit. Oh, right. I forgot all about that little interaction they do where it's, let's do a circle pit, and they start to do like play the song. I can't remember what song that is. Uh, maybe Rage All Over. I, I can't remember. Yeah, it's, I can't remember. It's either. early in the yeah. set. And then like 10 seconds in, like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. I thought you fucking knew how to do a circle pit. Well, that's how they did the other two shows. They did it here too, didn't they? They did, but this was like I don't see anybody moving. There was nobody moving, right? Yeah. Like so, I, so when we saw them at Metro here in Chicago, and then we saw them in Saget, Illinois, um, like people actually were starting a circle pit during that. I mean, it wasn't th- what they wanted, or I think it's just part of their. Bit. I think so. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Like if you're doing good or not, they're gonna say like yep. you don't know what you're doing. Um, but here, like, nobody moved. Nobody was moving, right, so, yeah. I've, all right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. so they, it was a little bit different because he comes on, and he's, or he, like, they end just like they do all, but they're like, I don't see anybody moving. Like, right, let's go. They know how to do a circle pit here. They know how to do one yeah. here. I thought you all knew how to do one. Yeah. Uh, which, when we saw them at the Metro, I think it was, like, the very next night, or was it? Two nights later. It was the next. So we saw them at the Metro in at the beginning of September. And then we saw them in Saget. The, the very next night. night. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they were following Bloody Wood. Yeah. But I remember in the Metro, out of the three crowds we've seen them with, the Metro crowd was by far like the most energized and engaged. And they were definitely circle pitting when they started. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, it was just the bit of what they always do, like, all right, let's add some more people to this. Let's get this more hyped and whatnot. But I forgot all about that banter or oh. that little interaction until he started doing it. It's like, oh, shit, I forgot that's what they do here. Yeah. I forgot that was going to happen. Um, but, yeah, another band I really like watching. I don't do you think, like watching their show? I do. I uh, really enjoy it. I don't think you I do. don't. There's, I don't know what it – maybe it's the whole punk aspect that I'm not into. I'm not into – the, I don't know. I don't want to drag on them because no, it's, it's not fine. your thing. It's not your thing. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I just, I don't like the jumping all over the place. And I don't know because I like bands who move on stage right. and have energy on stage. It's just how they do it. I'm just not into it. Okay. Um, and I'm not into the music. So I think that really plays on like, okay, like 45 minutes. Let's, let's go <laughs> sort yeah. of thing. I definitely think it's the music for you that you're not really into the music, and then that sort of like, all right, we got to w- sit through this type yeah. thing. And also seeing the same show three times, sometimes that's fine. I mean, like we've yeah. seen Disturbed three times in a year, we've seen Avatar three times in a year. Like, there's some bands that you can see multiple times, but for this, I was just like, okay. Yeah, and I think the main difference there is the music, right? Yeah. Like, you're yeah. into the music. I agree i'm not a big punk fan and when their music comes on the playlist because we have added it and i it will come on and i'll listen to it and i'm like this isn't the greatest music i don't necessarily like this that much but their live performance to me is like all right really? this is because okay. of i mean all that's fine that's fine you can think you, yeah i mean we can have different opinions yeah for sure but yeah. i mean because like i like the movement i like the interaction they're doing like just it's so busy there's so much going on the not a gun guy is tuning the bass and running it back and forth to people i then he comes out and does his like little uh break stuff song 
I don't I don't know. There's so much on going on. Um, it's part of spit, I believe. Oh, okay. Where okay. it's like it breaks in the middle. And yeah, goes I think so. It. I think you're right. Um, the there was one part where the drum kit, like the cymbal, fell down, and he oh, like yeah. ran out and had like rearrange yeah. it. Like, I don't know. There's so much going on. It's so fun to watch. Every show is slightly unique because of that. The um, spit, I think, is also when he jumps into the crowd to sing. Like he'll the crowd surf a oh, little yeah. bit for. The very first show we saw, he jumps in the crowd. The mic cord came out, and he's like singing into nothing. And then the not a gun guy is just sitting up there with the cord, like I don't know what the like looking at the other members. Like he's not singing. He knows that, right? Like I don't know. It's it's funny. It's enjoyable. I I really enjoy their live set. But to me, it's it's definitely a band I want to see live and not listen to the music per se. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with you there. Like the music aspect, not my favorite. I'm not a big punk fan to begin with. So. Not really my thing, so the music doesn't really hit me right, but the live performance is phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah, I remember during the Bloody Wood sets, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, I will watch them again, and I was like, eh, I probably won't, but obviously, I'm going to go to any show that, you know, they're playing with somebody, but not any show, I shouldn't say that, but, like, depending on who they're playing with, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not something I'm going to seek out, so. No, and that's fair. That's fair for sure. Um, if they come back, I definitely want to go again. Um, yeah. But I guess my whole thing is both Oxymorons and Wargasm, I have said I'm not going to seek out these bands to listen to or, you know, like if they come, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they're coming. Like, I got to buy tickets. If we're free, sure, we'll probably go if the tickets aren't that much. You know, that's what I think. But I do enjoy the aspect now, which a couple years ago I probably didn't, of different types of music at shows and we've talked about that multiple times we don't have to go into it too much but where you know if you're going to a metal show or something like if they have a little bit different music it's it's kind of cool depending on what it is it's kind of cool i yeah i you said not to go into it too much so i'll try my best not to but i'm just saying we've talked about it multiple i know times, we so. have i know we have but I, I agree like to me the Diversity of music at a show is great when it can be very diverse. When it is very, each band sounds very similar to each other, then it gets a little boring and repetitive in my opinion. Like, I like that music. I'm here because I like the music, obviously, but open my horizon. Show me something different that I might not have known. Like, mixed. I think um, Lamb of God did a really good job with sort of Baroness, Kill Switch Engage. Um, yeah, I hated that. <laughs> and was it obituary? Uh, no suicide tendencies. Uh, no. Was suicide tendencies there? I can't remember. There was there's I think five bands, but like that particular show, there yeah. was a good diversity. It was in very there. very hard music, and then Baroness. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, no, Cattle Decapitation was there. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just that that I did not like because you're like hype hype hype. Uh, hype <laughs> and then Lamb of God so I didn't like that um, at all but in this case where it's like two very unique bands where one's more rappy metal one's punky sounding and then you get Corey Taylor who does his own stuff and yeah. Slipknot stuff so or and Stone Sour I guess so this was fine but with Baroness and with these heavier bands I don't like that <laughs> I it, it was. It. It's. I mean, I think we said it during that episode, and this isn't about that concert at all. But I think it goes back to 2017 uh, open air when they had 
was it Lamb of God, then Stone Sour? You did not like that, and that was a weird mix, because it was Ozzy after that. And then Ozzy, and it was like kind of heavy, or heavy with Lamb of God. Stone Sour is like, eh. I think it was um, not Lamb of God. It was, maybe it was Lamb of God. I can't remember. I think it was Lamb of God. Either them or um, Hell Yeah. Was it Hell Yeah? It, there was Omnimarth, Hell Yeah, or Lamb of God. I can't remember exactly. It might have been Hell Yeah. And you might be right. Stone. Anyways, yeah, it yeah. was like heavy. And then you had this law of Stone Sour, which I like Stone Sour, but just with the energy, it just didn't go right. And then you had the Slayer after that. And then that. Slayer, yeah. and then Ozzy. And it, it just... That, it didn't flow right, and I'm just like, I don't like this. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, Anyways. Anyway, back to this. I, again, Orgasm, I love their live set. I think it's great. Uh, the music, I, I agree with you, as I said. Like, not something I want to seek out or listen to that often, but for live, definitely I'll check them out. So I, I really enjoy that. I I think they're going to be working on some music, they said. Yeah, they just released a single with Fred Durst. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, um, so... Um, I guess in my mind, maybe they'll change their show now and it won't be the same show, which I understand. Like when you don't have that large of a catalog or you're doing like basically a year of touring in the U.S. Well, they've been here for a few months. Well, since May. Since May, for sure. Probably before that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, what I'm trying to say is like if they change their live set a little bit, then maybe it'd be more unique than seeing the same thing over and over. Right. And not everybody's going to go see them over oh, and over right, and over right. like no, we I understand did. That. So, I understand yeah. that. And we, it, it wasn't planned that we were going to see Wargasm multiple times. It was just happened that they were at Bloody Wood, which we did seek out to see twice. So we knew for that show, we were going to see the same openers twice. Yep. And then they just happened to be with Corey Taylor. Yep, exactly. So, so um, yeah, I guess there's nothing else I have for, um, Orgasm. Any final thoughts for you or good to I move think on? I've dragged them down enough so <laughs> we can move on. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Yeah, like not I everybody's know. gonna like everything. So. I know. It I, I it gave is. a positive. Hopefully they change their set and I have something <laughs> new to see next time. Um so yeah, then we get into Corey Taylor. I was super excited for this uh show. So um why don't we start us off with the set list? You want me to read it again? Yeah. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off with Post Traumatic Blues, followed by Tumult, which is a Stone Sour song, and I probably pronounced that incorrectly, followed by Black Eyes Blue, We Are the Rest, song number three, which is also a Stone Sour song, Beyond, Before I Forget, which is Slipknot, and then he went into his SpongeBob SquarePants theme <laughs> that I'm sure everybody's seen on Instagram or TikTok or wherever it's from, followed by Snuff. A Slipknot song, Absolute Zero by Stone Sour, uh, Toxic, followed by Bother, which is Stone Sour song, Through the or Through Glass. Sorry, I always think it's Through the Glass. <laughs> um, a Stone Sour song, followed by Duality, uh, a Slipknot song, and then Ace of Spades, um, the Motorhead cover. Motorhead cover, yes. So yeah, like I said, I was super super excited for this. Um, I was excited how it would come together. Yeah, I didn't know how it was going to. Like, how much... I hadn't looked up anything for his tour last year or the tour this year. So, I didn't know how much, like, his own stuff he's saying versus Stone Sour and Slipknot, that sort of thing. Yeah. um, They opened with the post-traumatic blues, as you said. Um, The opening for that song 
started on like the lights go down the opening for that song started and i got so excited because i knew that that was going to be the opening song at that point and it reminded me that a few weeks before i was on my way to wrigley to a baseball game because it was bobblehead night and i had to get there early for to get my bobblehead and on the train it's like you know i'm gonna listen to some cory taylor so i put on cory taylor and i listened to post-traumatic blues and as soon as it got over got a text message from cory taylor it was like (laughs) From Corey Taylor. So yeah, he so for this new album, CMF two, he's doing this like text campaign where you can like you opt into it and they'll text you information like pre buy the album. The album comes out on this date. Here's photos from a sh- behind the scenes shooting the music video, and just little shit like that. Right? It kind of it's fun. I, I opted into yeah. it. Yeah. But then it was part of the text campaign. Just as soon as the song got over, like literally as soon as it got over, I get the buzz on my on my phone. So I pull it up and I look. And it's like, I hope you've been liking post traumatic blues. If you want to see how it was supposed to, how it's supposed to sound, click this link. So I clicked the link, and it was post traumatic blues, but with the new intro added oh. onto it. And it just made me smile because, like, what the fuck? How do they know I just listened to that? Like, I know it wasn't supposed <laughs> yeah. to be like people yeah. like Facebook listens to you all the time and whatnot, right? But like at first, I was like, what the fuck? How the, how do they know? Um, but I heard that, and it's like this really crackly, like as if somebody had taken their old school flip phone out and recorded on oh. the radio as it was on. Like it was very crackly and kind of shitty sounding. But I really liked it. I liked the intro for it. And when it kicked on this night for the show, I was like, yes, this is awesome. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see this. And then they came out, and the lights happened. And the lighting effects for oh, this particular I show about that this night. Yeah. were. Very bright white light, back backing lights shooting into the crowd, which we got a few pictures, and they're kind of cool pictures where you just see the silhouette, right? Like they give cool pictures, good imagery from a still image perspective, maybe even like a video perspective. But as a as a viewer, I hate when bands do that because I just get blinded, and now I can't see, and I start to get a headache or something, and I find I like. I was staring at the ground or closing my eyes for the first like two or three songs. Luckily you had your head or not your headphones, your uh, sunglasses that I took from you and I put those on and that helped quite a bit, honestly, but I was starting to get a little pissed off at, at the lighting effects for this show at that point. I forgot about the lights at this show that they were pretty bad. I mean, not bad. It's just that backing light that it, it just doesn't make for an enjoyable concert experience yeah it did mellow down like three or four songs in. i don't remember it as badly but those first couple songs those first couple songs were pretty bad um other than that yeah then we go straight into the stone sour cover not cover but the stone sour song stone sour cover by Corey. (laughs) yeah i don't yeah like they're listed as covers on here but they're really not they're like his songs outside of you know spongebob and ace of spades for sure are covers uh but yeah, and it, looking at it now, there's a good mix of his stuff, Stone Sour stuff, and Slipknot stuff in there. But I remember leaving at the end of the night being a little, not bothered, but a little disappointed in in the show. I don't know if you felt the same way. No, I didn't. I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it too. Like, I thought it was a great show. I thought it was all the bands I really enjoyed, all the music I really enjoyed. Corey's performance was super awesome. The band's performance was super awesome. I just remember leaving being like, wow, this ended way too soon, and I got too much Stone Sour and Slipknot. I wanted more Corey Taylor. But those are Corey Taylor, so I don't know why I was so disappointed. And looking yeah, back, 
I, I, mean, I didn't have those feelings at all. So you can talk into what your feelings were. No, that, that's it, really. Oh, okay. Like I, I wanted more of CMF1 and CMF2. Okay. Uh, more music from there. And we got, I think, like four or five tracks off of that. And then the rest was Stone Sour and Slipknot covers. So the rest of the 10 what tracks. What did they play? Uh, 15 songs? Well, yeah. 14. And it was five, four, and four, right? Yeah, because then you'd have SpongeBob and uh, Ace of Spades. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was a very good mix. And I liked the songs that were picked for it. But then again, it's kind of songs that I go to a little bit when yeah. I want to hear, you know, a, well, not all of them. I mean, I like a lot more Slipknot songs, but for the Stone Sour, it's definitely a lot of them that I go to if I want to hear Stone Sour. For sure. Um, yeah, like Bother, Through Glass are the two slower songs you're always going to yeah. like typically hear from them. And then Song 3 and um, uh, Absolute Zero are like the other ones that are always on when I'm on Shuffle. Yeah. But that pop up. Yeah. And then the Slipknot songs of... Um, before I forget and uh, duality, I mean those are just well and stuff. I guess I, all the Slipknot songs, I guess. But wait, are there only three Slipknot songs? Oh, there are only three. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was four and four. I but, thought so too. Um, but yeah, before I forget and duality are like the two that I really really enjoy. Um, I did notice the crowd was really into those two songs yeah. as well. I I enjoyed hearing them too, but at the same time. If I was going to cut two Slipknot songs, those would be the two I'd cut. Oh, really? Because, I mean, you're going to get those guaranteed when you go see Slipknot. Oh. Maybe not Before I Forget, but Duality for sure. I really, I was very interested on how the Slipknot, like if, oh, well, one, I didn't know if Slipknot was, or if he was going to incorporate Slipknot songs. You said he was, but I didn't know because I hadn't looked up anything. And I was very interested in hearing them without the band and without, like, the masks and everything like that. And um, and just how they were going to do it, adding together. So I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, it's definitely not the same by any means, but it's still very, very good. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, you're always going to get duality when you go see a Slipknot show. I'm fine if you nix that and then bring in a CMF one or two track in that in that stand. That's I guess where I'm at. Um, and you were saying like I think Zizek Road was the night before the last track they ended on. But they didn't hear. They had 16 songs in Milwaukee. Because I remember we talked no, about uh, this. No, Highway 666. Oh, Highway 666. That's yeah. right. That's the So one. that's when you got angry. Is I was, I don't know why I looked up at the concert. I looked up, um, oh, because I wanted to know how long they were playing. Because they did start early. So I more looked up how many songs are they going to play. Not looking at, like, what songs there are. But that was the last song on the list. So I saw that Highway 666 was played. Um, and so... You were like, I really want to hear that. I really want to hear it. I'm like, yeah. it's okay. They're going to play it. And then they didn't play it. Yeah. And then you got disappointed. I do remember you getting disappointed with that. That might have been it. Yeah. Like that aspect, the lighting aspect for sure. It felt it felt short to me. But looking at it, it's a normal 15 song yeah, set. Yeah, it's normal. I think it just felt so short because it, was, it wasn't even 10 o'clock yet. Because it, it did start earlier. Yeah. So. And we don't know really what the whole deal was with yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt weird. Um I don't know. And then Spongebob theme, I honestly always had a, I don't want to say a hatred for Spongebob, but I've never liked Spongebob. I've just never watched Spongebob, so it's not something that, like... And I feel like I'm in the minority. I'm We're into. in the minority here, right? Like, it seems know. like everybody yeah. fucking loves Spongebob, and yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm good. I, yeah. I wasn't really a big Nickelodeon fan anyway. I was always a Cartoon Network kid. Oh. 
So like Dexter's Lab and I couldn't watch either Johnny one, so. Bravo and shit like, and the Powerpuff Girls like those are my those are my cartoons. All of the Nickelodeon shit was like, meh. I watched Barney and Arthur. Arthur, see Arthur was a good one, yeah. Um, anywho, getting back to the music. <laughs> so like I get so many people fucking love SpongeBob. I think the whole thing. I don't even know if it has always been part of his show or if it was like during his tour last year and they were like, oh. Metalheads are so scary, and then it's like oh. Corey Taylor playing SpongeBob. SpongeBob. So, and I mean, we did th- do that. We sent a family member a short video of him playing. I'm like, oh, this is Corey from Slipknot. Like, oh. see, he's not scary. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's it was a very very good show. Don't get me wrong, Corey is one of the best front persons out there right yeah. now, and maybe of all time, one of the best of all time. Like he's, I think, in that conversation potentially. But this show, and it was great, a great performance. The whole band, like I said, everything was great. I just, at the end of the show, there's just like, oh, something's missing. Something just does, didn't feel right You're to just me. mad that they didn't give you a donut. No, I didn't care about that. I'm not a big donut <laughs> fan either. So there was that bit, yeah, where like the whole, Corey's up there talking and playing and like the whole band's just sitting back there eating donuts. Yeah, so yeah. That was kind of So I think he was doing like a guitar solo yeah. type thing, or like... Um, What's that called? Acoustic guitar yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. And yeah, they're just back there eating, eating donuts. Yeah, that was fun. Like They're up there having fun. And, and I remember when his first solo album came out last year or two years ago, whenever it was, um, he was basically like, yeah, it's just me and a bunch of friends hanging out making music. And I know when we listened to the CMF1 album after this show on the way to Iowa the next day, that when it got over, you're like, that album's kind of all over the place. And I thought the same thing. Like, it is sort of, there's not really a through line that sort of jumps all over the place between genres and styles and, and whatnot, um, which is one reason I like it. But, what like, that's my only complaint against the album. But it's just, like like I said, it's just a bunch of us up here having fun, making music. We don't really care what, we're not painting ourselves a new corner in terms of a style or anything. We're just having fun. And they brought that onto the stage and just, they're having a blast and it's really fun to see from a crowd perspective too, just that the band's having fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it wasn't the donut, but there was something at the end that I was just like, I don't know. It, something's missing. This feels short. This just doesn't feel done. Like it didn't, I don't know. It felt weird. I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole mix up of stone sour and slipknot stuff and my own stuff. You know, it's all his stuff. I don't know. They're, it just felt weird to me. I don't know why. Okay, I didn't. I I didn't have that feeling, but yeah, we well, said that already at the, <laughs> during this yeah. podcast. But all in all, though, the entire performance, all three bands, the venue, everything I loved about the night. Looking back on it, I it was a great show. Even when I was like I said, something felt off that night. I knew it was a great show, and I was like. This was a great show. I don't know what was wrong, but something just didn't feel right. But this is a great fucking show. And it was. It really was. And I can't wait to hopefully see Corey again in his own in his own show. Yeah. I, li- I liked this aspect of seeing Corey Taylor. Yeah. So, I mean, a different, yeah, a different aspect to see an artist we've seen several times already. Um, different without the mask, with the mask, like whatever. It's, it's different. It's fun. It's great. Um, I don't know. It's live music. You're going to get unique things all the time so definitely go out and check out some live music bye